tune with Emi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. We are having already this morning a barrel of laughs. Thank you, Kay. Just toss me if you are watching on our YouTube channel. He just tossed me the veggie sticks from heaven and earth for our segment. They're tossing me another one. You can toss me chips anytime. I love chips. Hey, guys. Welcome. Friday, January. Winter break is among us. Amongst us. Did I say that right? And I'm very excited that my kids don't have school right now. Fantastic. Uh, no homework. Chill Friday. Fantastic. Chill week, I should say, in general. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman. And... I'm about all the food, all the time. I love food. I love shopping for it, cooking, eating at restaurants, anything food related. I'm a kosher personal chef. My business is called the Aussie Gourmet and I cater for, pe and I cater for people for Pesach. I run cooking competitions, otherwise known as Chopped. I read two cookbooks. Uh, you can see my sh cooking shows on kosher.com and um, you can find me right here on the Nachum Siegel Network every Friday morning. Um, I hope you'll tune in every week and hear about my cooking adventures, kosher food traveling, sharing of great food ideas, incredible guests. But I want to hear from you guys. So if you ever want to reach out to me, tell me what you made, where you, where you ate, who you ate with. I'd love to hear it. And thank you for all of those who view, who do send me messages. I love it. Thank you so much. Um, we've got a lot to talk about today, um, as always. Um, you know, it's been winter break. We're preparing it. Some of you have started winter break. Some of you got winter break next week. And some of you got the week after. It's kind of like staggered. I think that's actually very smart of the yeshivas and day schools. Did they plan that? So you shouldn't have everyone at once crowding Disney or the pizza stores during lunchtime. I think that's a very smart thing to do. So they staggered. We've staggered our winter breaks, um, which is very exciting. But the next big holiday coming up after this is Pesach. Uh, you realize that? We've got Purim and Pesach, like, straight down the barrel, even though we have two, two Adars. Right. Well, it's Tu Bishvat. Actually, it was Tu Bishvat this week. Right. Yeah. Tu Bishvat. Or is it next week? We're going to check that. We're going to check that. Stay tuned. Yeah. ZK, check up on that. Whoops. <laughs> we may have missed our fruit show. Okay. Next year. Um, okay. So, um, it is winter break. Coming up is... Next big break for school is um, Pesach, and, and I thought it would be really important to have on the show Donnie from Schwartz, from, hey, Donnie Schwartz. Hi, Naomi, how are you? Good. From Los Angeles. From Kosher pa Passover listings and also Jewish listings, and we will talk about the so many choices that we have for Pesach programs. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot this year. Yeah, thank yeah, God. There's, thank uh, God. I'm, thank I'm God they're back. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going with Bruce. I told everyone that I'm working for Bruce Backman. Um, ah, yeah, he's great. He's a, such a sweetheart. Yep. He runs a great program. But there are different folks for different strokes. And um, I thought that maybe you could share some tips and tricks of making Pesach not in your home. <laughs> I wrote a book <laughs> if you want to stay home. But I, yeah. Donnie's the authority when you don't want to be home. Yeah. 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 I, this year is, it's a, it's a, it's a really big year for Pesach programs and people going away. There's a lot of people, thankfully, you know, uh, open and, and ready to travel, right. With everything going on. And, and they're, uh, they're excited to go away and not have to cook Naomi, like you said, not have to cook, not have to clean. They want everything taken care of. You know, they want great programming, entertainment, amazing food, as you mentioned earlier on, yeah. on you know, about the food. So there's a lot of great programs out there this year and, and all over the place. As you said, Bruce Backman's and, you know, Georgia is a wonderful program you're going on. Yeah, I'm so you excited. Know, Mexico, Cancun, Miami, San Diego. I mean, there's, there's just so many programs in Europe and abroad um, that a lot of people are going on this year. Are, are people a little bit nervous to go overseas? Are you finding oh. that? Like, I know it's early and we are in the middle of, you know, January winter still. Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of people, you know, I would have thought a lot of people would be a bit more, um, but a lot of people are really open to, to, to be traveling this year based on, you know, where we are with the vaccines and you know, everyone getting boosted and programs doing a really good job at uh, uh, putting a lot of like precautions in place still, right? You know, the world is still not the same. And, you know, a lot of operators are realizing that and know that. And so, um, to answer your question, a, a lot of Americans um, are still traveling overseas, 
and a lot of Europeans are still traveling to to America for for programs. Um, would I say it's probably as much before COVID? Probably not as much. Still, you know, but there's still a lot of people willing to to travel and and go overseas and vice versa. So we're still seeing a lot of people. Okay, um, I'm happy. I'm I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. Okay, so where where, where are you going to be, Spent Pesach? Big question. Yes. So as, <laughs> as of... <laughs> the guy who knows everyone, where do you choose? Where and how do you choose to go? And you know what's important yeah, we... to you and your family? Yeah. So you know, my my wife uh, has never been to Florida, so we are we're probably going to be going to Florida this year, oh, Miami. Fun. Um. And we'll probably go with, uh, you know, we're, you know, as, as of right now, with uh, Lasco Getaways, okay, in Florida, um, and uh, yeah, we're really excited. You know, they have a wonderful program in Miami, and yes. you have a nice water park as well for the kids. Jer- Jeremy Goldfeder was with them last year, I believe. Yeah, that's correct. He's yeah. a dear friend. Yes. 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 Yeah. They they always run a really good ship, and and it's it's just a it's a wonderful program like many others. So that's it- where we're. You know, idea. You know, right now, um, heading to, but um, as of as of right now. And it's so funny because you live in sunny California, so to go to sunny Florida, <laughs> it's cute. I know. For I us, know. we run away from New York to go to the sun. You know, so you're also doing it more sun. Well, you know, you know what they say: when you have the beach a block away, you never go to the beach, right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know? exactly. So, um, all right. So, w- what are the smaller programs are there a lot of smaller programs like boutique programs you know lasco is one of the big ones and and bruce backman's one of the big ones are there smaller ones if someone wants a smaller program yeah yeah there's there's a lot of smaller programs i like to give uh, them a big boost yeah i mean there's a nice one um you know there's a nice one in mexico la voyage is, is, is a you know smaller exclusive type program in, in mexico um there's a lot of um, smaller programs in, um, you know, New York and New Jersey, you know, happening as well. Um, right. Some people need to stay local if you are New York based. And I know I'm correct. New York based, so being a little yep. bit centrical, you know, about myself. But like just say you've yep. elderly parents or the husband can't take off or husband's a doctor or a lawyer or something they can't take off. There are local programs in New York to go to, which is nice. Yeah. Right. And there's a nice program actually happening this year in Hawaii. Actually, what? for the second year. Yeah. Really? Who? What? Oh, tell me about that. I love Hawaii. Guys, Hawaii is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's going to be uh, P- Pesach in Hawaii this year. Um, Who's running that? Like. You can find them on uh, Passover Listings. Okay. Uh, yeah. Passoverlistings.com. It's our website. Passoverlistings.com. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, as amongst many programs. But, yeah, the one in Hawaii is uh, it's Pesach in Hawaii. It's run by a really wonderful family and, and rabbi and it's going to be a you know not as a, a not massive program but they have a really nice um itinerary um at a beautiful a hotel with with the great food which and, island you know, which island are they on do you know um it is on uh we, i'll tell you in a minute um oh, i i just uh, love hawaii i think yeah. it's such a beautiful calm it, scenery it's wonderful they're, they're can, in waikiki Oh, Waikiki. Waikiki. So they're in Oahu. Waikiki. Oahu is the, the main Trump, island. Yeah, the Trump International Hotel. So oh, it's a okay. nice hotel. Five, okay, beautiful. Hotel. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, so it has, there's a lot of good options out there. There's Hawaii. There's Panama this year. You know, Panama, you know. Uh, I love Panama. Uh, so many. You go for Pesach, but go, say a few days before. Go a few days before, say a few days after. There are so many kosher restaurants in Panama. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And there's a lot of nice, you know, even local, I mean, not locally towards me. I mean, Arizona has a nice, you know, a couple programs this year, you know, Arizona with leisure time in Costa Rica this year that actually that's the first time they're, they're having a program in Arizona. So that's going to be a nice opportunity. Nice. nice. um, Now, of course you got the Bahamas and you got, you know, um, you also have a nice program in Ohio this year as well. Ohio? A Pesach program in, where in Ohio? Uh, That's so cool. Especially for the locals there. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people are going there this year. I mean, it's the Midwest, right? So you don't really have that many. It's in a, it's in Aurora, Ohio, uh, with Agudas Asim. Um, it's a nice, a nice local program, and you know, people are going there from New York and New Jersey. So that's you know, in the tri-state area. Okay, and fantastic. 
lot of programs in Mexico this year. Mexico is, a, is just a, a, a really a, a slew of programs in Cancun and Puerto Vallarta in Riviera Maya, um, just all over, right? Uh, Cozumel. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of really nice programs there as well. Okay, incredible. I love – I was the first time in Cancun last year and I loved it. Yeah. I love Cancun. Cancun is nice, yeah. Where did you uh, – I wh- stayed at the, um, the Western Laguna Beach. Ah, very nice. Um, yep. Yeah, it's a great program. So let's talk about a little bit about what Passover listings in. We jumped straight into what we spoke about, the different hotels and programs. But how did you get started on kosher listings? Yeah, we got, we got started on Passover listings. You know, those – you know, when we were, you know, we've been going away to Passover programs, Pesach programs for so long, right? And, you know, there really wasn't a forum, Naomi, for people, you know, to provide honest and reliable feedback, right? When yeah. you go away and you're spending, what, 10, 15, 20,000, 50,000, $100,000 on a Pesach program. It's a gamble. I mean, really, it's a gamble. It's like, you know, how it, is the food really good? Is the hotel amazing? Is the, is the programming what it says out to be? Um, and you know, for the first time ever now, I mean, you know, there's over a thousand reviews of real, you know, honest, you know, people, you know, that want to give feedback about their experience from all around the world, you know, posting on the website, passoverlistings.com on, on our Facebook group, Passover program reviews. And so we, we started with a Facebook group that's grew to, you know, close to 6,000 people right now on Passover program reviews, Facebook group. That's and then we huge. decided, you know, let's that's great to know that there is that out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we, you know, we really want to make sure people know where to go and why they should go there. And, and the program, they love this because now, you know, they're able to, you know, have people, you know, review their program, you know, in an honest, you know, unbiased way. So that's the really exciting thing about it. And that's why, you know, so many people use the platform, you know, and, and it's an easy way to contact, right? They can, if they want to filter for the brush or non gabrus kidney oat or non kidney oat, mixed swimming or separate swimming, right? You know, and specifically, <laughs> I love you it. Know, you have an opportunity to do that with, in, in, with your fingertips. It's very, right. very easy. We make it easier for people. Well, I really appreciate something like that because I've got so many friends who've gone to programs that that have been literally nightmares. You know, they've run out of grape juice on the second night or, you know, how does one know that they're going to have, you know, and sometimes they, they change their names from year to year. So you don't realize what's going on and they're, they're ripping people off and promising the world and delivering nothing. So now you have like a forum that can really like help you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's, that's, that's the goal, right? You know, and, and it's, it's helpful to every single person out there, you know, thankfully. And, uh, you know, it just makes it easy to find what you like. You know, looking for a pace off, it's a daunting task. You know, I get calls every day from people. I don't know where to go. Where should we go? I, I have no clue. I mean, there's so there's over, you know, on a, on a good year, right? You know, this year is different. Last year was different, of course. You know, there's over 120, 30, you know, 130 pace off programs all around the world. You know, where do you, where do you go? Where do you want to go? And, and there's, there's so many requirements for so many families. Right, right. There. And and also, now you have this Orlando boom. Like, we're renting yeah. a house in Orlando. Like, that's yep. probably – shady things were going on there last year too. Are you dealing with that also? Can people, like, voice their opinions and stuff on that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're dealing with wonderful, you know, uh, programs or, or semi-pro, you know, that have villa-style programs. Like, you know, a perfect pace-off is a great, um, you know, program for people who want to just rent villas and houses. Right. Um, and, and there's other, you know, that's you know, the name of my cookbook. Of Perfect for Pesach. Oh. <laughs> that's a great name. Yeah, that's I think great so. Name. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, no, I mean, a lot of people are, uh, you know, um, looking for houses and villas as well. Right. They, they maybe, you know, they, they want to do it themselves a little bit more or they want, you know, just the food and the house and kind of be a little. And there's opportunities, you know, for Pesach is great. There's others out there as well. Um, and there's also, you know, a lot of people these days, they're also just renting out their houses. Right. So they're saying, you know, I want to, you know, get a rental property and just rent them out. So a lot of all that is, you know, is out there on, on Passover I, list. I'd and, be so overwhelmed if I ever wanted to do that. I wouldn't even know where to start <laughs> to rent a house. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. I'm exactly. very blessed I get to work on a program, so. I guess, Yeah. I guess you have to have a pool, you know, the house, you have to have some good food, right? But it's, you know, the programs, right, they're different. You know, they have everything taken care of for you. Like you said, you know, you don't have to worry about a thing. The kids programs and, uh, 
uh, teens programs and just you know endless amounts of entertainments. Uh, it's a lot of fun, you know, if you think about it. I mean, also, the other thing they owe me is people saved up for this, you know. Remember, you know, all year round, they have it right. to travel. Right. So it's like now they've, you know, thank God, you know, a lot of people could afford it. You know, we're also seeing a lot of first timers, a right. lot of people who've never been on a program before are going, are deciding to go this year. So that's that's really nice for, for them to experience. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. And I think it's fantastic they've got this um, wealth of information all in one place. You've got the website. And now you've, we started off with Facebook and now you have the website, um, you know, the Facebook group where you, we can share and exchange, um, points of view about different, uh, experiences, uh, within, within Facebook about Pesach programs. And you have the informational side, which is the, the listings. You're also running Jewish listings now as well. Yeah. Yeah. How's that going? Oh, it's terrific. You know, we, it's for essentially take, you know, take, uh, any, you know, Yeshiva Week, Winter Break, Sukkot program, any any Jewish travel type of style of program or Jewish business that wants to list, right, is able to now list, right, you know, on uh, myjewishlistings.com. It's just, it's an exclusive Jewish uh, Yellow website. pages, like a yellow pages okay. for Jewish it's, listings. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yellow pages for Jewish businesses, Jewish travel, and kosher restaurants, right? <laughs> that Those are the three. Does it get three. better than that? Doesn't get better than that, you know. It's, it's it gives it gives back, you know, to Jewish businesses who really want to showcase, you know, their amenities or pictures or videos, right, for pe- for thousands of people to see, right. So that's yeah. that's just you know, it's really uh, it expanded from just Passover to now really bigger, you know, and, and everything, which is really nice Fantastic. for people to. Have. Fantastic, Donnie. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, what's thank the weather you. by you today? You're in California. Nice and sunny, yeah. Uh, it's nice. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always nice ask people about the weather. Yeah, 63, 63. Okay, not, not, not bad. Hot. Okay, not too no. hot, yeah. Well, we're January, yeah. in, end of January well, here, yeah. You'll come out here soon, hopefully. I and hope I'm, so. Bring me out to California. So. I want to do an event in California. <laughs> Let's been, do it. Let's do it. It's been a while. So okay, great. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, Donnie joining us from Kosher Passover Listings. Um, The hour is going to get very giggly in a minute, the rest of the hour. I've got, sitting here in the home studio, I have two of my besties from the foodie industry. Melinda Strauss has been on this show many times, too many times to count. No idea how many. And how many, we have no idea. From the beginning, she has watched this show, literally, like... (laughs) grow from the beginning and joining us is Alyssa Goldwater all the way from Chicago, Illinois. Hey, How's it going girls? So good. So good. You excited? Yeah, we're so excited Alyssa, to be here. Alyssa, you've never been on the show with me, no. right? No. Okay, so I'm thrilled. Let's that, do this. I'm thrilled that you're here. So since let's recap a little bit about Melinda since her last show. It's, a lot has changed. A lot has changed. Yeah. Melinda has transformed I don't want to say from, because you still are a food blogger, to an international TikTok star. Oh, I like that. International Jewish TikTok star. Um, Melinda's always experimenting with food and, you know, TikTok was on the rise and she was doing little dances with her daughter. <laughs> That's how you saw. I saw in Florida when you're doing your little dance. It's true. It's true. With Nora. And then the next thing you know, she starts posting a little bit about, I'm, I'm debating here in my head. Maybe I should let you take over, but sure. she starts talking about being Jewish on TikTok and a new rebranding was born. Yeah. I mean, I started talking about anti-Semitism. Really, that's kind of where it started because there was a lot going on in New York and I wanted to be able to share. I share everything happening in my life. And there was so much stuff happening in New York with anti-Semitism. And I had a few thousand followers on TikTok, which was so cool. And, and I don't even know who any of them were, but I'm like, if a few thousand people can see what's happening and they, they can see that anti-Semitism still happens, I can make a difference, right? I feel like if you have one follower or a million followers, your voice matters. And I felt like for that, if a few more people could understand what's happening to the Jewish people, then I'm, then I'm doing something good. And all of a sudden people were asking me, first of all, people were like, oh, I didn't even know anti-Semitism still exists. And that was a huge shocker for me. And then people started asking questions that seem so simple to any of us. What is kosher? which is a daily question that I get. What is Shabbos? What is Sabbath? Like all these different questions are Shabbos and Sabbath the same thing. So I started answering all those questions because I'm like, wow, if people are asking, it means that people really don't know. Right. 
And we come from, I mean, all three of us, we're all sitting here and we kind of have this bubble of knowing all these things about Orthodox Judaism because we all grew up either in it or are, are it now and have an understanding of it. I had no idea people don't know anything right. about being Jewish, let alone Orthodox Judaism. Right, right. So that's what I started sharing about. And it's very much taken off. Okay. It has. It, it's yeah. Joining us also is Alyssa Goldwater, as we said, from Chicago. Uh, she's also a Instagram sensation. I want to say, so sharing awesome. sharing a Frum's mum life, and she calls herself friend of the foodies. I am a friend of the foodies, because I like to eat. Right, and not so much cook. Uh, no, my husband is a trained chef. I got very lucky there, so he yeah, really cooks. Lucky. I heat up chicken nuggets. My daughter once said, she points at the oven and she goes, Tati uses this, and then she points at the <laughs> microwave and goes... And mommy uses this. Amazing. Yeah. And she was pretty right. Yeah. Yeah. Out of the mouth of babes. Mm-hmm. So, um, and just a little bit later on in the show, Melinda's dad is going to join us. Melinda's mm-hmm. dad. Where's my book? Oh, it's over uh, there. It's okay. Here it is. <laughs> I, I have the book. <laughs> I, I'm not the biggest of readers. I'm a big magazine reader. But I love Jewish history and I've traveled the world extensively and I always go to the local shul, um, the old shuls, the new shuls, the restaurants and the supermarkets to read about the history of the area. Um, And what are we calling your dad today? Avraham or Larry? So he's... He's both. He's Avraham is his Hebrew name and he that's what he has for his book. And he has a few books out and they're all Avraham Rasak. I guess you would say Larry... That was his nickname, his English name. it's his English name, yeah. It's his English name. Um, My dad's Jack, and the Hebrew it's Yaakov, you know. Um, Okay, so um, Avraham Rasak, a.k.a. Larry Rasak, wrote this incredible book called The Choosing People. Am Habachor, Habocher, Am Habocher. Yeah, Habocher. No (laughs) Nekudot, you see? Even I'm bad at that. Um, It is a book of Jewish history. It's timelines. It is everything you wanted to know from... Bereshit mm-hmm. until today. Yeah, and I love it's the foundation. Like that's what he calls it, the history and foundation. foundation. I yeah. love that. So we're going to get him on the phone because besides being a brilliant historian, he is a fabulous foodie as well. Yes, he is. So we're going to get on. The, we're going to get him on the phone um, in in a little bit after we talk to friend of foodie Alyssa <laughs> and uh, Melinda, um, and both are big social media. Um, to use the word influencers or content creators to show the, I guess, different walks of Jewish life, an orthodox life, or the non-Jewish world, what an orthodox life can be from kosher food. I mean, it's a lot of food show here, but we're also moving into doing a lot of different lifestyles, and we talk about travel and all kinds of interesting and history now Yeah. Um, in our uh, Table for Two reboot. Um all right, um, and then we've got a special new segment as well. We want to we we have a special segment um, called it's now called What's Cooking um, with uh, Heaven and Earth. So oh. we're going to have snacks, girls. Oh, great! Yeah, Love because it. we're always ready for snacks. Always right, need the snacks. Yes, DK always wants to know Naomi, what are we eating on the show today? <laughs> yes, and you know what? Heaven and Earth is amazing. <laughs> yeah, their stuff is great, yeah. and yeah. because it's January, it's a new year. We thought we would like do a really good kickoff on really healthy snacks and stuff, especially winter break. We said winter break is staggered, right? So um, if you're going on winter break this coming week, you've got some really good snacks here as well. Nice. But I use these in on a fish recipe, which we'll talk about soon. Okay, so. What was your first reaction to your first big TikTok video? Shock. Like, who are, who, who's watching these videos? Because I didn't know much about TikTok at the time. I, I knew that it was where kids danced. And a lot of people still say that to me. They're I like, still say that. Right? But it's so much more than dancing. The dancing still happens, by the way. I won't take that away from people. But So I, I just realized that I know what TikTok is. You know what TikTok is. And see, Kate. Do you know what TikTok is? ZK's rolling his eyes. <laughs> he knows what TikTok is. Yeah. But maybe some of my audience doesn't know what TikTok oh, is. We, they've, they've learned about Instagram and a lot of people have opened Instagram, Judy, accounts because of, <laughs> because of uh, she gets a shout out. Yeah. She met Shashi on my radio show, listened to about Shashi. Oh, that's through, awesome. And then she opened her Instagram account. So now maybe we'll have a whole lot of new... TikTok accounts after listening to the Nachum Siegel Network Table for Two Reboot Show. I would love so, that. So um, tell me about um, 
TikTok? What TikTok is. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, TikTok is a social media platform. Okay, there it's you go. People try and compare it to others. You know, there's Facebook and there's Instagram and there's Twitter and now there's TikTok. I mean, TikTok's been around for a little while, but it gained so much traction. It used to be a place for kids. And then musically, what, used to be called musically. Musically, exactly. And then it shifted into TikTok and it was still a place for kids to dance. And then when everybody went into lockdown, people were really, really bored. And all of a sudden, the really bored. Really bored. <laughs> so people started going on TikTok and suddenly people were sharing just about their lives and sharing everything in their lives. So whether it's sharing recipes or sharing about anxiety or sharing about just whatever they're doing on a daily basis. Like I share a lot of grocery store videos. Yeah. And people love them and can't get enough of really? them. Really? They like to ask kosher grocery store. Oh, stores. yeah. Any kosher grocery haul. People around the world go grocery shopping now and they look for kosher symbols just for fun. <gasps> Not because they I keep kosher. brand recognition for kosher. Yes. And it's amazing. And, you know, people ask really powerful questions. And What would be a really powerful question about kosher? Well, so somebody asked a question like, is it okay if I eat something that has a kosher certification? Is there enough for you? Like, I don't want to eat it if it's for you. Right. Isn't that fascinating? That's and I'm cute. like, isn't that nice? And, and, and sh- please, everybody, eat whatever you're eating. Most of the food in your pantry is kosher. Well, y'all have to stop eating Heinz ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> y'all. And, yeah. Oh, I like that, Alyssa. That was good. Uh, sometimes I say y'all, and then I feel like a fraud because I'm from Seattle. No, no, I so. like you. It's okay. fine. <laughs> I'm excited. Can I say y'all? Yeah. You're from the South, but I'm from the You're West. You're a, sub, a I, friend of wait, the Southerners. I, I'm from the most Southern place you can get. That's true. Well, Sydney. That's tr- well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm from the Northwest. I don't, yeah, nah. none of that's happening for me. But yeah. people ask questions and what I've done is, and I didn't do it on purpose, but people would say all the time, hey, I have a stupid question. Hey, is this a dumb question? And I was like, wow, if you if you ask it, it's not a dumb question. It's because you don't know the answer. So keep asking them. So I kept saying things like, no, there's no stupid questions. There's no stupid questions. And over time, it's become my thing. Like it's my, my what's the word, like a catchphrase. There are no stupid questions. Right. So I've created this space where people feel like they can ask anything. Sometimes they ask questions that I'm shocked by, by things that seem so simple to me, but I always try to remember if they're asking it, it's because they don't know. Right. And people want to know. People have a thirst for knowledge. Mm-hmm. They do. do you, have you faced a lot of anti-Semitism? Oh yeah. Every day. Every really? day. I actually didn't, thank God, I'm, I'm very blessed that I didn't face a lot of anti-Semitism in my life. Right. Me right. Either. But then I joined, um, then I joined TikTok and I don't blame TikTok per se. I know that it happens on other apps too, a lot, but I was always on the smaller side on Instagram and, and I'm, thank God I'm growing. But I've, at the beginning on TikTok, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm in the clear. Nobody's coming after me. And then as I started growing and the numbers started getting bigger and bigger, that's, you know, the more attention is placed on you the more people are going to hate on you. So yeah, the anti-Semitism is, is there and people just post really dumb things. Like really, I've created a lot of filters because the Holocaust jokes are not okay. Really? Oh, People yeah. are making Holocaust jokes. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. So I try and raise awareness to that when I can. You know, there's some amazing Holocaust survivors on TikTok who are doing the same. Like they're just raising awareness. That, that, that's fascinating. I've just come back from Israel. I was in Israel in December and I took a, um, I was asked by Rachie Schnee, who mm-hmm. I absolutely love. If you don't know her, go follow her on Instagram. Um, she's a big Holocaust. She's a jewelry um, blogger. Yeah. Influencer, content creator. <laughs> but she's also very much a um, advocate for the Jewish community and she speaks a lot about the Holocaust. She invited us. Actually, Danielle Renoff was there with us to a private tour of the Yad Vashem. Wow. And I took my little, my Leora, 13 years old with me um, because there's not so much, this next generation is not getting it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot less survivors out there sharing yeah. their stories. We lost and- one last week, a very close family friend of ours in oh. Israel was a Holocaust survivor, Shemak Hirsch. Those of you who know him, he was an amazing, amazing human being, 90-some, four, I want to say. Wow. And, and he was a survivor. And he, he, he spoke about it openly and we don't have that. Yeah. And, and it's, what's incredible is that this app that, again, people think is for dancing, there are Holocaust survivors on there with, with hundreds of thousands to millions of views every day <sighs> sharing their stories. And there's a few that I follow that I am absolutely in love with. And who, one, who should we? So Lily, I, I would say Ebert, but it's really Ebert. I just, I don't know if it's an accent oh. thing, but Lily Ebert is um, an incredible woman. She just turned 98 oh. and her great grandson runs her 
uh, her social media. His name is Dove. And he just, they share story after story after story. There's someone else that I just found recently. And I'm sorry that I cannot remember his name, who is like, he's okay. in his 90s and just so like vibrant and fun. And he has the best clapbacks for people who say really dumb things What's about the Holocaust. Clapback? clapback is just when you come at someone for saying something stupid and like, oh. You just, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to describe a clapback, but he he's so vibrant and fun and people love following him and he shares his stories and he makes it really interesting for people and that's what's going to get more people to share about it, right? When there's so many Holocaust deniers in the world yeah. and Crazy. people who blame Jews for the Holocaust and all these different things or people who don't realize that, God forbid, these kinds of things can happen again and all that. So sharing their stories, right? We learn from history. We, we learn history so we can learn from history to not do things again. Okay. And that's where it's amazing how the power of TikTok isn't just dancing, but it's education. Right. Entertainment too, Are by you the way. Cooking on TikTok? I do. I do lots of recipes. You have there to as circle well. back to food. Of course. We're always about food. Here. Oh, I love sharing recipes. It's so much fun. What, what, do, what do people from the world TikTok world want to know? What we make? Everything. Well, they're very confused by us not mixing meat and dairy. Really? Yeah. On a date, like very confused by it. So um, I just learned recently a lot of people think that mayonnaise is dairy because mayonnaise has eggs in it and people think eggs are dairy. So there's been a lot of education I've been doing on that. So yeah. interesting. Do you know how many videos you've done? Oh, uh, no, I have no idea. I do anywhere from like six to eight a day. A day? Yeah. A day. <laughs> Listen, can you imagine? I need to take a nap. <laughs> oh my God. I thought you were going to say a week. No, a day. And I can't stop. Like, I wish I could do more. I want to do more. Can I, I love brag? It. Heck yeah. I have, I have a TikTok video that I did with Melinda. <laughs> We've done quite a few together that people like. Of me brushing my shatel. Mm -hmm. Brushing my shatel. Mm -hmm. okay. One and a half million views of people yeah. watching me brush my Claire shatel. And it was just brushing. Like, there was nothing. We talked about how you take care of your hair, but people love Shaitel. The one we did didn't get that many views. No, but it still did pretty well, yeah, but there's something, good. so if Oops. we could think of something fun with your Shaitel. I'm going to brush love... my Shaitel right now. Yes. <laughs> and if we did it, it would probably get that many. It's people are, are fascinated by Shaitels. Yeah. They really are. Wow. Yeah. And I don't crazy. wear one, so it's always fun for me to bring you on and, and Alyssa to like have you on and people who are my different. Yeah. yeah. When people are different than I am and I can show not just my own life, but how you guys live yours too, that makes it even better. Right. Because, you know, we come in all different, you know, yeah. levels and appreciations of Hashem and, yeah. you know. Um, so, okay. So let's go back to the food thing. What mm -hmm. was, what's the most popular food video that you've done? My chicken soup. Really? Oh I yeah. Love that. Oh, people love that. The I love that. Jewish penicillin penicillin. Yeah, it's it's a good one. And and I actually have more chicken soup to make and I'll make a new video. Like I can make the same video over and over again, me making chicken soup and they'll love it every time. Do you pin that? I have it. I have what it. What does pinned. that mean? Yeah, at the top. I wish we could do that on Instagram too, but we you can take certain videos that you want people to see and they go to the top of your page. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I have one of my dad putting on to fill in because people have a lot of questions about to fill now, in. Now, let's talk about the one with your nephew. Yeah, that was interesting. How many views did that have? Well, what do you have 15, to? 16 million. 16 million views of her nephew. Putting on to fill in. Innocently putting on to fill in. I yeah. mean, she asked permission. Of course, yeah. And it was, I even said that in the video. I wanted people to know, but it was, it was you know, it was a video that did okay. And then something picked it up. The algorithm, someone anti-Semitic, and it went crazy and it was just millions and millions and millions and I, I went up a hundred thousand followers from it wow yeah. which i i'm not unhappy about but wow. <laughs> i'm glad you for the wrong reasons I'm, I'm i'm glad you brought that number up let give let's give some perspective on numbers on social media okay facebook pages cap, m m like our personal pages cap out at five thousand yeah okay? unless you have a business page but most people just really just do their own i think unless it has a group but i'm not talking about groups so even the biggest groups like Ilan, Cornbloom, or SD, Walby, their yeah. groups are about 50,000, 60,000. But a regular page on Insta Instagram caps out at five. You can't oh, have more Facebook. than 5,000 friends. Yeah. On Facebook, I meant. And you have to get rid of people who you're not really sure. On their birthdays. Uh, yeah. If, <laughs> on their what? On their birthdays. On their birthdays because their name shows up and you're like, wait, do I know him? Remove friend, mm -hmm. right? So if I don't actually know you, I'm going to remove you now because yeah. I capped out. So um, – and then uh, Instagram, I've got almost 40, so close. This is about 60. Almost 60. Almost 60, and you're at? 52. 52. Which is still just the tip of the iceberg, Iceberg, really. yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about TikTok numbers for Melinda, okay? More than 600 
thousand. Almost. 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 We're getting there. Six hundred thousand. Like think of like fifty thousand to five hundred thousand. Like it's a whole different world. Different really world is. of people that she can reach to share yeah. her love for kosher food. Being a from woman, mm-hmm. being a woman in business, like, you know, she has, you have your businesses. Yeah. Um, with health coaching. With health coaching. And, that was the yeah. word I was looking for. <laughs> it, it's unreal. It's unreal how we can do a Kiddush Hashem using our social media platforms. I'd yeah. like to, I, I know when I went out to Kentucky last week, hometown. Woo, woo. Woo, woo, woo for uh, Kentucky. <laughs> what we're able to reach through our social media platforms was 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 phenomenal. So it's really, it's, it is amazing how... And, and I think it's important because all three of us are in the same position that we don't lose who we are as Jews and we're proud to be Jewish and we share about our Jewish life and don't hide it. And it's not hurting us. It's only helping us. Yeah. It's helping us grow. It's helping people learn more about who we are. And it doesn't, it's not, it's not just like, oh, I'm one person. I'm a Jew. I'm so many more things than that. But with all of that, being Jewish is what leads everything that I do, every choice that I make as a religious Jew. Right. So I feel like our social media platforms are an opportunity to share that with the world and be a part of the world and be, you know, part of the secular world and make content creation, but not lose who we are. Like on TikTok, I love following all the Jewish rabbis because you're like, wait, there are rabbis on TikTok? Oh, there are awesome really? Jewish rabbis. Like okay. from Jew- a lot of Chabad rabbis who are on TikTok, a lot of Chabad friends of mine who are on and are just sharing about their Jewish life. you got to reach out. And Mel gets fan mail. I Did do you- get fan mail. Have you ever had fan <laughs> yeah, mail from Instagram? Yeah, she's got a PO box. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh-oh. But- I like the Jewish Oprah. <laughs> Wait, wait till she starts yeah. giving everything out. Yeah. You have one. Where's my car? Where's my- <laughs> I've got veg- I've got snacks here. Right. <laughs> if you guys want those. <laughs> right. Let's come let's come back to the snacks. Actually, let's take a break and talk about these snacks. Okay. You ready to eat some snacks? Okay, so let's go to our segment. Drum roll, please. In the studio we actually used to have a drum roll machine. <laughs> yeah. Um we're gonna talk about uh, Heaven and Earth is sponsoring this great segment called What's Cooking? So this is actually, we're not actually cooking these. We're going to open these up right now. Here, let's open some up here. Oh, I opened up both. Okay, I'm good. sorry. We're going to eat it's, them all. It's so okay, it's we'll have. These are, guys, have a look. They are veggie straws almost, right? Like thin little, what would you call these? They're veggie sticks. Julienne, julienne veggie sticks are made with parsnip, beetroot, taro, native red andrian potatoes. I'm sorry, Ooh. I can't read without glasses. <laughs> and sweet potatoes. A very small writing. But really delicious. Listen to that crunch. Amen. Do we get the crunch? Are we okay. hearing it? Great crunch. I love these. They're so good and they're salty. So great mm. winter break snack. Yeah. This is mm. the beginning of the year where we are talking about keeping our, our I don't want to use the word diet, but keeping our daily routine food eating, right? You would call that diet. Um, a little bit cleaner. There is... Just vegetables, non-hydrogenated palm oil, and salt. Three ingredients. This is a three-ingredient snack, which I really love. Besides just snacking on it, you can throw it in a salad. Mm. And I'm going to give a quick recipe. Take a a two-pound side of baby salmon, skin on, put it on a um, a, a baking sheet lined with parchment paper, put the salmon on top. In a bowl, mix sweet chili sauce and mayonnaise, like half a – no, a quarter of a cup and a quarter of a cup. Smear it over the salmon, put the veggie straws on top, cook it for half an hour at 350, 20 minutes to half an hour, depending on the thickness of the fish, and then serve it immediately. The kids will love this. Yeah. It's fish and chips, literally. Oh. You know what they remind me of? And it's these so, are, it's the whole dinner's four ingredients. They're kosher for Pesach, right? Yeah. Which is awesome. And they remind me of the potato sticks we always ate growing up. Yeah. But obviously these are you know they're a little so healthier. And these yeah. taste so good. Yeah, they're good. The beets are my favorite. I'm I'm chipping away here. Yeah. <laughs> I just ate a beet one. They, 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 am I crunching into the microphone there, Do you care? I hear it. It's okay. I'm inspiring the, the everyone to go out and buy some. People with misophonia are gonna love that. Oh god! Oh, that's where you can't hear crunching. Yeah. And there's certain family members of mine that have that. I have that too. Oh no! It's okay. I'm gonna survive. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Okay, we got a long day ahead of us. So oh. apologies. <laughs> um, okay. So thank you so much to um, Heaven and Earth for sponsoring our fantastic segment and our food. Um, our veggie sticks, look, look for those in your local kosher grocery store. 
Okay, so I think maybe it's time to get – oh, to, let's talk to Alyssa for a little bit and then we're going to get Larry on the phone. Heck yeah. Um, Alyssa, you are a social media star. You have star. done some incredible collaborations with the I, – I, I don't like to use this term, but maybe outside world, from outside that you've pushed through into the non-Jewish world. Yeah. And you've done Broadway gigs. You've done Nordstrom gigs. You've done Milk gigs. Just to – Clarify, I'm not in any Broadway productions. Why you could be? Oh, I <laughs> for sure. Can, can you have. sing? Can you sing? Only my son thinks so. Oh, oh that's very cute. But meaning Broadway man, show tickets. Man in the Stiebel. <laughs> okay. And a little life Tahor, Deaf Man in the Stiebel. Wait, song. wait, wait. And Uncle Moishi. Me, me and Alyssa. Oh, I am tight with Uncle Moishi. I hope he's watching. Um. Hi. Uncle Moshi and I headlined a Sukkot event in Chicago, where then, Alyssa is from, and then she we had dinner together, and then Alyssa drove us to the airport, and it, we were like, it was "Where with Uncle Moshi?" We tried to get him to do carpool karaoke, but he wasn't feeling it. Yeah, well, that would be so cool. But he is the nicest, most humble. Yeah. I don't like to say cutest, but like he is just the adorable, cutest man. And and it's it's so funny because when. I, we sat in the same row with a, there was a person in the middle of us and we ended up on the same row on the plane. And when he left to go off the, off the plane to disembark at JFK or LaGuardia, wherever we were, landed, the woman that sat next to me, like we were schmoozing a bit because, you know, I can't help myself. I always talk. <laughs> I said, by the way, that man sitting next to you, he's a really big Jewish children's music star. He's like number one in the Jewish music world for children. She's like, I'm like, he's like the wiggles for like Jewish kids. <laughs> that's good. She's that's like, true. Yeah. She was like, oh, really? Wow. That's so cool. Like she was actually really super impressed. So Alyssa and I were like fangirling. Yeah, we were. <laughs> yeah. Really. All right. And meanwhile, um, so you have broken, you've broken boundaries and, and we love that, that you are representing us as from women on social media, tell us about some of the experiences that you've had. So the truth is, is that I sort of started blogging in the non-Jewish world before really making my strong connections in the Jewish world also. Oh, that's so interesting. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. So I wanted to do that because I'm a Balas Shuva, and so I've seen both sides all sides of the world, um, in Jew, like from Jewish. Where were you born? Tell everyone. So I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville. See how she said Louisville. <laughs> That's how the locals say it. Yeah, no syllables. Just get, get out there. Um, so I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. I went to Indiana University and um, became from by my senior year of college. How? How? Can you share the connection? Yeah, sure. So there was an Aish couple on campus, and I they came to my sorority where I was vice president. I used to be very cool. Um, you still are. You're the sorority <laughs> of the Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, so I actually emailed them and I said, you know, I'm not interested. Well, I said respectfully, I'm not interested in any of your Jewish programming, but I would love to babysit for your children. They were like, yeah, sure, great. Well, anyways, here I am. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the house on the Nachon Siegel Network. So wow. that went really well. Uh, um, no, but then we went to Israel and then we went to the Kosel and there were some Madri Chot there who had a big influence on my life. I was like, so hot, why are you wearing long sleeves? And I don't know, it just every answer they gave me really spoke to me. Um, and here I am about 10 years later. So good times. You are amazing. I went back and forth in college to Israel. I've been 10 times to Israel. Um, yeah, so here I am, but that's, that's the short, right? That's the short. Okay. So we've got like 15 minutes left. We've got to get Larry on the phone, but I, I want to hear. I, yeah. Did you no, have something? I was to just going to tell Lisa, we really need to make a TikTok about that. Yeah. Okay. Now keep going. Okay. Thanks, Mel. <laughs> if I didn't get we'll it get out, I'm going to forget. <laughs> okay. So, so I mean, how, how did you end up, you know, with Broadway being a Broadway show ambassador? Well, so I reached out to them. That's cool. I love Broadway. Wicked is my all-time favorite. Hello. Wicked is my all-time favorite show. And when Broadway came back in Chicago, I said, I really think I have an opportunity here. And I reached out to them, and it is so fun. I met some famous stars from Pretty Woman, and um, then they all got COVID. But I didn't give it to them. Uh, 
See, she's funny too. Um, that was a little sad. Their time in Chicago was cut short, but it, you know, it's just really fun. And my goal really is every day I just want to make a Kiddush Hashem. That is what I am here to do. I think I have a great opportunity. You know, I'm a normal Orthodox Jewish woman and there are so many stigmas about Orthodox Jews in this world, you know, we, that we all wear big black hats and shave our heads and... And if you do, that's great. No, totally. But I think, and that, you know, they're just like stigmas that other people don't like also that we don't need to like get into. Right. But I just think it's important for them to see that like Orthodox Jews can look like you too, you know, just because I cover my hair and like... Right. I just try and make a Kiddush Hashem, and I think I'm doing a good job. I have a lot of non-Jewish followers also, and, um, you know, thank God. They ask questions. They want to know what you eat. They ask questions. I'm very open about, mostly the questions are about my shaitel, um, my wig. They just blows their mind when I tell them that it's not my real hair. Um, yeah. But I'm, I'm very open and always happy to answer questions, so I think that's helpful too. Um, no, thank you. I, I, as you know, I think it's really great that you're sharing all this with everyone and hopefully my followers will, you know, if they don't already follow you, if yeah. they have Instagram or TikTok or, you know, it's just such a great way to share what being a from woman is, you know, we're, we're more than just, you know, uh, wives and yeah. mothers. Right. And we are that too, but we are so much more and mm -hmm. we take out, we wear our Yiddish kite. Very proud. We wear the badge of Hashem. Yeah. Yes, we do. Can I say that? Like, yeah. I think so. Badge yeah. of Hashem. Yeah. Okay, let's get your dad on the phone. Thank you, Alyssa. That was super. Let's see if we can get all the way from Seattle. We're trying to get through to Avraham, in brackets, Larry Rusak. Dad. Dad, a.k.a. Dad Rusak. <laughs> Better answer the phone. Hello? Hi, it's Naomi Nachman. How are you? Good. What's going on? Okay, good. You're on air already. Okay. How are you? Are you by yourself? Good. Hi, Dad. Yeah, I'm in my office here, yes. Oh, okay, cool. Very nice. All right. Where are you located? Where's your I'm office? I'm here in Seattle. Very nice. We are here in New York on a very cold winter day. Ask him about the weather. Yeah, how's the weather? It's Seattle. It's raining. Oh, we've been, we've been snowed in for what? over seven days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what? we dropped, the temperatures dropped all the way down to about 13 degrees, really? and we had five days of uh, basically unnavigable city. Wow. <gasps> I've been to Seattle. Yeah. That must be a mess. With all the hills? It's With a mess because we're all hills. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very unusual. That's, it happens once every 10 years. It's very unusual. Oh, my gosh. So everything is shut down, no school, no nothing. Well, school just restarted yesterday, but there's so many kids uh, that suddenly got Omicron from a family that was on vacation. Uh, one was in Vegas, one was in Florida. They came back, and it looks like they're starting to spread it to everybody. Yeah, well, Omicron is all over New York and Florida. I'm trying not to get that. That's okay. Yeah. Um, but if you've, you know, I'm not going to go about the vaccination rates. We're not going to talk no. about that. Okay. We're here to talk about your incredible book and your wonderful travels that you've done. I have your lovely daughter, Melinda, with me. Larry, okay. uh, Avraham. I don't know what <laughs> Dad, should they call you Avraham or, or should Naomi call you Avraham or Larry? No, Larry's fine. Okay. Larry's fine. <laughs> um, Larry, I love your book so much. I've promoted it on Instagram. I wanted to tell the world about it on my radio show here at the Nachum Siegel Network. How did you come to write a book? A businessman from Seattle writing a Jewish history book. Well, I've written two other books of Tvar Torahs, but I, in consult with my niece, with Shani Terrigan, and with others, um, it, it, it's it been obvious for a long time that the average student in yeshiva or seminary has very little working knowledge of Jewish history and Tanakh. And so um, I just decided to sit down and start working on it and organize it as a book that would sort of contain it everything you need to know, but forgot to ask. So that was the, the theme behind it. The difficulty I'm having is that there is a system in place that educators, you know, you don't cross the line. In other words, I'm not an educator as, as per se. And so to get it into schools and to create a curriculum out of it is not that easy. Correct. So that's imagine. the uphill battle. Okay, so I'll fight the uphill battle. That's all right. 
Okay, well, I'm sure you're going to be amazing at it. Um, how long did it take you to, to write? Because you've gone from Bereshit till today. Yeah, so I started writing it uh, right after the holiday, so around October of 2020, and I finished it, you know, just around uh, that time in 2021. So it took you a year. That's actually... Not bad. It takes a long time to write books and then edit them and proofread them and lay it all out. Yeah, yeah. It took a lot of time, plus getting feedback from people and and doing all the research, yes. What you need to know about my dad is when he decides he's going to do something, he doesn't futz around. He just does it. Right. Just, he's like, okay, I'm I'm in. I'm going to write a book. Okay, let's do it. Let's start. And then he actually does. That's right. Yeah. It's absolutely... Well, I took that same year. I took that same year to learn, to relearn all of Tanakh from beginning to end. So it was a double, double effort. I think that's so inspirational. I love it. How many times do we do this in our lifetimes to just... I, exactly. Most people, most people don't, don't, do, don't even do it once. once. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. you've done it and you've done it again. And then you wrote about it. I mean, you spoke like you, you've list. You know what I love when you wrote about, I have a daughter, I'm just using her as an example, who loves... Um, Scottish history. She watched a show on TV. Uh, what was it called? A Rain. Oh, that's she, my favorite show. Yeah. So she knows all about the Scottish queens and who killed who and when the, this one died. And, and I said, I picked up your book and I was reading. I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of reading it. And it ha- lists all the kings, right? right? Like, did you know, like, I'm a, when I'm asking to my listeners, I'm saying, did you guys know the names of all the kings and the, the times of the splitting of the... Um, the kingdoms, like everything is written there. Like, what are, you, what are you talking about? The vast majority of rabbis and educators don't know. Right. Yeah. They don't know. It's just not taught. And what happened between, it says, creation and our forefathers? You have a history. History part one from Bereshit to yeah. Avraham Avinu. What happens in between? You know, right. there's a lot that happened. Yeah. We there's just got Bereshit Noah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Then Lech Lecha. Like, that's two weeks. What about, like, all the, you know, that went on in between? I, I, I right. really... I... Go. <laughs> no, no. By the way, I'll give you uh, one, one little hint, and this I actually learned from an educator in Israel. They said if, if your students can learn only one Parsha well and learn every word of it and the translation... It has more root words in it than any other parsha, and will help you learning anything the rest of your life. It's parsha's lech lecha. Oh, really? I thought you would. Okay, yes. I didn't know where you were going to yes. go with that. What were you going to guess? Yitro. I don't know why. <laughs> it's no, it's lech lecha. It's yeah. lech lecha. So interesting. All yes. right. Well, that was like two months ago. So, but it still doesn't hurt to still go back and review. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait till next. What Tishrei? <laughs> right. Um, f- fabulous. Now, I know we're going to just circle back to food because, okay. you know, you are a very good cook. Um, I have watched you and your daughter, Melinda, cook on Instagram. And by the way, other members of your family are good cooks too. Yes. Um, Absolutely. Uh, we have Francine who has her. We should get Francine on the show. Oh, that'd be fun. She's uh, a baker. Who a professional does, baker. Who does a professional baker and she does meals as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was professionally trained at the New York Culinary Institute, yes. Yeah, she's like the real deal. Um, uh, where has been your favorite place to travel and to cook there? Because you kind of, I feel like when I've watched you on Instagram or Facebook, you're through Shelly, your wife, um, you're always learning how to cook in crazy locations. Right. So two, my favorite location without question was in Thailand ah, yes, and taking uh, veg- vegetarian cooking classes there. Uh, my second favorite is Italy, where I've been numerous times, and, and in restaurants in the Jewish ghetto and other places. And um, I'm actually going in a week. I'm going to Hawaii for about eight, nine days, and I've already signed up for a vegan coconut cooking school. Fun. Where I'm going to take classes and working with coconuts, making coconut noodles, all these different dishes with coconuts. Okay, that's we so need fun. you on the show to talk about that afterwards. Cool. Is mom going to? Yeah, that'll be. That's in Maui. It's in a little. It's a, It's in a little spot in the highlands on the on the uh, slopes of Mount Haleakala on the island oh, of Maui. I love Haleakala. And it's called the. Uh, you can look it up online. It's called the Coconut Information Center, and they do private cooking classes. 
Mel's like, that's so what? cool. What? Wow, I'm in. We're coming. I'm in. <laughs> What's going on? Mel's, what are you doing for winter break? No, we're, we're not going to. We're not joining this trip. They're, they have some friends. That are right. And as Melinda okay. will tell you, a couple of years ago, right before COVID, the week before COVID started, we were in Hawaii together yeah. and we went to a, I guess you'd call it a kibbutz on Maui that's strictly kosher, run by a Chabad guy, where they do uh, all kinds of things where they work from scratch, making everything from scratch. Yeah, I actually, I think I follow them on Instagram. That was amazing. It's it's incredible. I love I love this whole Adama society where you're cooking and growing everything, like first growing and then you're cooking. Right. Everything from scratch. Do you grow Right, stuff? I'm also going to do, a, I'm actually going to the opening of the, uh, the, the winter opening of the Napili Market, which is on the northwest coast of the island of Maui. It's only open two days a week for four hours, where all the farmers come in with their very exotic fruits and vegetables. So I am going there on Wednesday as well. So when I was in Hawaii about, uh, I don't know, seven years ago, we were in Kauai, and we stumbled across a farmer's market. I never in my life saw some of these vegetables and fruits. You're not actually allowed to take it off the island. (laughs) It's not allowed to go to the mainland. You have to eat it in the island of Kauai. You can't take it to... Right, right. they're too worried about bugs and different things getting to the mainland. Uh, It's a a difficult problem, yes. Yeah, I remember I had tree tomatoes and like all these weird fruits and vegetables and like we bought everything we could. And it's the Mm -hmm. first time I ever had... um, Poke. Oh, so good. Not poke, guys. It's poke. <laughs> yes. I, I, I learned that it means cut up little pieces. It's everywhere here now on this East Coast, but it really, like, it's started off on... Well, you're talking about, you're talking about pokey? Yeah, poke. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's, it's yeah, in, in Hawaii, you can walk literally into Safeway, and they'll have, instead of a meat counter, they'll have a, 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 a refrigerator counter with 20 different types of poke, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I loved it. That's where I, I learned to, uh, to eat poke. And I actually went down to Whole Foods there in um, Hawaii. I bought my own knife, and I told the guy I'd like a slab of salmon because I was going to make my own poke. Like, I I saw them make it, and I spoke to a chef at the hotel that was staying, and he told me what flavors to get, limes and some jalapenos and macadamias, I wonder, whatever. Right. Um, Sweet sweet Maui onions, seaweed. Exactly. And I went to Whole Foods, I bought some, and I gave the knife to the the guy behind the counter. If he could cut me with a kosher knife, he goes – I used to live in Brooklyn. I know exactly <laughs> what you need. That's funny. <laughs> That's awesome. And he gave me a beautiful clean. He washed the counters down. Like in Australia, there's right. no kosher fish shops. You know, that's and what how people you do don't it. understand, pe- people, a lot of people don't understand that a lot of it is just the knife skills of knowing in which direction to cut the fish. Because just like cutting meat, if you take a pastrami or you know a brisket, you cut it the wrong direction, it's pretty much inedible. Right. Okay. So it's the same thing with this. You have to learn which grain to cut it against and how to do it, and it's like butter. It literally will melt on your tongue. Oh, I love that. Oh, to go back to Hawaii, you can have oh, such a great time. We're very excited to see some of your pictures. Yeah, I'll, I'll post some videos when they send them to Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure that my wife posts them all, okay. and she'll get them to Melinda, and she'll get them to you. No problem. Okay, fantastic, fantastic. Thank you so much. So where can we buy your book? Uh, online? On Amazon. It's called The Choosing People by Russack, R-U-S-S-A-K, and it's on Amazon. And um, I'm right, waiting right now because Mizrahi schools in Israel, in fact, they put it in their latest magazine, but they're going to be picking up a lot of them for use in seminaries and yeshivas because awesome. Rabbi Perez, who heads that up, he and I met as well, and he recognizes that this is something that is not taught. And, uh, you know, the, the old joke in Israel is, that yeshivas are not-for-profit institutions, but you have to spell profit, P-R-O-P-H-E-T. They don't teach anything about the prophets. Right. We need to put Nach back in Tanakh. Exactly, exactly. In, back into school. That's the goal. Okay, fantastic. Well, it was, I got to hang out with Larry and Shelley in Jerusalem, remember, in July? 
Um, yes. We ate our way. We tried to eat our way through Jerusalem. Except for the terrible, <laughs> except for the terrible fish, <laughs> fish and chips. chips. I know that was a shanda harpa abusha on the fish. They never I, I, stopped compared to the about one, it. we went back. We went back recently. We were back again in November, and we had the fish and chips in Machine Yehuda, oh, which are fabulous. Gewaltig. And then went from there to Hatch. Oh. We went from there to Hatch for wings. So. What a perfect dinner. Living, living the dream, living the dream. Okay, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Melinda and Alyssa, thank you, thank you. Um, and we had Donnie on the phone as well as Larry. Thank you, Larry, again. Um, wishing everyone a good Shabbos. We've got music sponsored by our friends at Kerem right up until Lich Benching. Tune in for Mark Zombie, who's going to bring us that music right now. Shabbat shalom, everyone.